just a heads up for everybody out there. Coming up June 7th and 8th, 2019 in Holbrook, Arizona uh, is the National Trappers Association Western Regional Trapping and Outdoor Expo. This is at the Navajo County Fair and Rodeo Grounds, again in Holbrook, Arizona. Uh, they're going to have some demos for Bob's, uh, Bobcat, cage trapping, beaver snaring, um, nighttime predator hunting, uh, all kinds of different stuff. There's going to be vendors, there's going to be uh, demos and trapper education as well so if you're in that area or uh, looking for something to do on that weekend uh, that is where you want to be for more information contact Vicki Wright the convention coordinator at 231-907-0977 or V Wright W-R-I-G-H-T at nationaltrappers.com also on June 14th and 15th, 15th, the New Mexico Trappers Association is going to be having a rendezvous um, at the Mountain View Christian Camp in Alto, New Mexico, uh, 196 Airport Road in Alto, New Mexico. Uh, there are RV hookups on site, $20 a night, tent camping is free. Uh, they'll have meals and refreshments, uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, chips and drinks, $5 a plate. Um, and it looks like they're having some sort of a potluck uh, barbecue dinner on um, Friday night. Uh, silent auction, vendors, good time, bring the kids, bring the family, come check it out. If you're interested in trapping at all, uh, getting into trapping, this is a good place to go. Uh, they are extremely willing to get you involved and teach you how to, how to do all that. Go check it out. All right, stay tuned for the podcast. Adios. Adios. We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Boom. There it is. Recording again, another podcast with Nada Grande Outdoors. Today we are going to talk about getting ready for our archery hunt. Um, so last year, we, f- for reasons um, we won't get into, we only... No, 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 <laughs> reasons we have hashed over a million times... You just keep hanging over my <laughs> no, head. There, I was saying I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, right. Uh, no, seriously. Um, but last year we had all rifle hunts. Yeah. And so so I didn't even get my bow out last year. Um, didn't shoot it. And so with that, this year I feel the need to put in quite a bit of extra prep. Um, not that we don't shoot, you know, Normally, when we're going on a on a bow hunt, but this year because we didn't shoot last year, um, I want to put in some extra prep. Yeah. So that's going to start now, um, or a few weeks ago, to you listeners, uh, <laughs> because by the time this podcast come out, we'll have already been a few weeks into this um, process that I've kind of started. Now I didn't do any research on this. It, it's not something that I, you know, I got online and and 
and started asking how many arrows a day should you shoot to prep or anything like that you know and I'm sure that with the program that I put together for my for myself just and this is a personal deal that you know I'll adjust it if 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 I need to shoot more I'll shoot more if you know I get sore I'll shoot less or whatever yeah you know and I'm gonna you know be posting a lot of this stuff on Instagram as we go um you know, pictures and, and, and my groupings and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to regularly, um, be posting that stuff, um, each day that I shoot. Um, so the peoples can follow along. Uh, hopefully those that are, that are listening that have archery tags, you know, will come up with their own program and maybe they'll share, um, how they're doing. Yeah, well, and that's, and that's, we'd love to hear from you guys and see what you guys do because the whole premise of this program is it is everyday, everyday man's perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have jobs, have families, things like that. So you do what you can do. Um, I also need to start shooting. and because what inevitably happens for me is <laughs> I think, oh, I'll start shooting tomorrow. And then tomorrow well, becomes... You say the same thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I say the same thing and tomorrow becomes a week before my hunt and I haven't shot. Um, I've gotten a lot better over, over the years at that and at trying to prepare. But... Uh, the fact of it is we all have things to do. We all have responsibilities and, and lives that we're living. And so you got to squeeze it in where you can. And I wanted to, you know, I kind of wanted to mention in here, um, try not to get, you know, we, we're pretty act. We try and be pretty active on the social media, on Facebook, Instagram, things like that. But if you get, if you get really caught up in that, you it's really easy to get down on yourself and think that you're not doing enough because there's a lot of people on there that they do that for a living they post on social media for a living and and it seems like every single day they're shooting 100 arrows and and blah 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 you got to figure out what works for you you got to figure out where you can squeeze it in you got to figure out how you can prepare uh whether you know there's all kinds of gadgets out there i've seen those those uh, AccuBows, where you put your phone in it and, it and it has a program that you shoot indoors and, and do that all that prep. But let's be real honest, unless you got a lot of money, uh, you can barely afford to keep your your equipment that you have uh, going and new arrows. I mean, I can't afford and that, a training apparatus. I, yeah. I I I have to buy new arrows this year. You got to buy a new muzzleloader this year, mm-hmm. and so the fact of it is, I have to buy a new muzzleloader and buy Maggie a new rifle. Exactly, and so the fact of it is, do what you can to prepare the best that you can, um, and be proficient with what you've got. Uh, if you want something new, save up. Like we say it all the time, save up for it. Yeah, and uh, and work that into your budget, uh, but don't get discouraged by seeing. All these uh, people who have a lot more means than the average Joe has um, don't get caught up in the hype of uh, the 
hunting show world. Right, right. Uh, because let's just be real honest, you and I are mostly not like that. Yeah. So, so and that, I think, yeah. So, and, and a good, uh, so a good example of that is, is your bow. Yeah. Okay. So, I started bow hunting, uh, man, I think I was 16, 17 years old when the family kind of went from rifles to archery. And we hunted archery for quite a few years. And then, and then we went from archery to um, muzzleloader. And we hunted muzzleloader for a time. And then I kind of broke away from hunting with the family and started hunting with friends more often. Yeah. Uh, you and Dedon in particular. Um, and not that I didn't love hunting with my family. Um, I just needed a new adventure. We always hunted in the same place for the same animals year in and year out. Uh, and like I said, I loved that, but it was time for me to kind of break off and start doing uh, different things, more things. And, and, I, and I've loved it. We've hunted all over the state um, in tons of different units. and Brand new. Brand new. All but one. Yeah. No. I say I, we have a brand new elk unit this year. Mm-hmm. We're going to hunt in the same deer unit that we have, but we love that unit because mm-hmm. it's so diverse and, and we haven't. We don't know that unit, you know, top to bottom. No, we, we, we know a few lot. few places. We've hunted it twice. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm, you know, I think probably, and, and we don't have a number, but probably when we get to something about five or six times, we'll probably, you know, shove it off the list. But we're always trying for something new, a new area. I don't think we're going to shove it off the list. That's no. That's just no. A, an enjoyable hunt because of several factors. Uh, well, it's a third choice. Too. It's it's a it's our third choice. Yeah. It's a high. Uh, high draw odds if they ever change it then, then I think at that point then it becomes off my list but mm-hmm. the factors for me that make that such an enjoyable hunt are uh, the there are quality deer in that area mm-hmm. um, it is a, a pretty cool place to hunt in the sand dunes and, and being able to hunt the way that we like to hunt the spot and stock yeah uh, but for the most part, it's because we get to go hang out with your family who are so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that is one of my favorite parts of that hunt as well. Um, but back to back to what I was saying, you know, I, I've been hunting a long time. And as you hunt, you kind of move up in equipment. You'll start off with, you know, I started off with a old bare bow that had zero let off. And... Um, shot with my uncles it wouldn't even mind beg borrow steel type of deal and and then I bought my own bow it was a Hoyt Mystic it was the first bow that I ever personally bought um, I had it for a long time when we got to pretty much hunt muzzleloader I ended up selling it and buying a muzzleloader um, and then throughout the years um, that's what happened I bought another well I didn't even buy that bow I traded for a bow it was a bear bow and I hunted with it for a couple of years, and then when I finally talked you into hunting archery, um, and we got to we got into archery, I traded that bow to you, yeah. and bought myself a new bow. Which is funny because <clears throat> you had been trying to get me to do archery for mm-hmm. several years, and I I held to the you know I I love hunting muzzleloader, I love traditional muzzleloader, mm-hmm. that's what I like to hunt. Um, and really, 
more th more even than you talking me into archery, what got me into archery hunting was I put in for the Viva Doll once in a lifetime mm -hmm. and I drew it. I didn't even own a bow at the time. Yeah. When I drew that hunt, and I'm not suggesting doing that because it makes you scramble and it makes you, you know, uh, I had to borrow a bow and I had, you know, uh, thankfully I had a uh, state police buddy, uh, Tom Lewis, that let me borrow a bow. Um, and I, he let me practice with it, but that was, that was stressful for me because, uh, I was scrambling. Yeah. But at the same time, it kind of forced me into it and having that experience of going to the Viva Doll and, and being that close and having animals, you know, that, that hunt, I didn't get an animal, uh, which sucks as far as it being my once in a lifetime hunt up mm -hmm. there but i wouldn't trade it because it was such a cool experience because uh the bulls were bugling they were coming to us the first evening of the hunt we had a bull just charge straight to us all four there were, all four of us were hunting together we just knelt down and our friend jake we decided he had to leave first so we decided he was getting the first shot and so he was in the front we all knelt down kind of in this open ponderosa type of terrain and that bull just come over the over the uh, ridge, came straight to us, and walked about 20 yards from us. And as you know, as he was walking, Jake drew and just thumped him. And we that bull jumped and he ran about 20 yards behind us. And he kind of looked around like, "What the heck was that?" You know, and mm -hmm. he got stuck by the arrow. And we watched him just stand there, bleed and die. Yeah. And having that experience was really what. Yeah. convinced me to get into into bow hunting and thankfully you were looking to get a new bow and so you traded me your yeah your bear yeah and, and that's what i've got right now I, I still have that bear bow i need to get new arrows this year because the arrows that i have are heavy heavy arrows and i couldn't afford them the last time i was hunting so yeah. this year i budgeted and i need to get new arrows for that bow it's still plenty fast plenty fast for me um, you know, well, you harvested an elk with it. I did. I harvested so, an elk with it. So yeah, it'll do the job. It'll do the job. It's just um, uh, getting competent again. Yeah, yeah. And and so that and that's kind of where I was going. You know, so um, I bought a new bow. Uh, you know, a few years back when we did that elk hunt in thirty-seven, I traded traded you my bow for a, a pistol. Um, and and then we. Uh, you know, yeah, we, we set out and I've got my bow and because I bought a new bow uh, and it's really nice, it's the Elite Impulse 34, um, I went and bought some good arrows to shoot with it. Um, I shoot 300 feet per second with that bow. It's fantastic. I love it. Love my setup. But like you said, we're not made of money. I can't afford to ding those arrows. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I went out and I bought... Uh, a dozen practice arrows, just crap, cheapy. Don't care what happens to them arrows. Uh, and this is part of your your strategy. Part of my strategy. Kind of back into shape. Correct. So we we and then we actually started today. Um, we've got eleven weeks between now, as of the time that we're recording right now, and the start of our hunt. We have eleven weeks. Um, and uh, so I went out and bought some practice arrows because I don't care about them. And for the first few weeks, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my strength built back up, my form built back up, my um, technique. 
um, kind of get it down. What I'm looking for is to get it down to, uh, I'm not going to worry about where I'm hitting. Uh, I'm not going to be paying attention much to accuracy right now. It's all about form, technique, uh, you know, making sure I'm being repetitive with every shot, doing the same thing. That's what Coming I'm after. Back to right your now. same anchor point every single time. Yeah, and exactly. And building up that back strength. Getting up, the, getting the strength. strength. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's where I'm at right now, and I'm gonna, I'm going to work myself up to the number of shots that I want to do a day. So I hear, and, and that's where I didn't really want to do the research because everybody's different um what a 43 year old which is what i am and a 23 year old they're not going to do the same thing i'm not going to shoot as much as they can it's just not you know probably in me well Um, not to mention all the you know injuries that are sneaking up on you from your bull riding days and all that exactly so but i want to be proficient so so like my, my my plan is fluid you know, so I'm going to work up to where I'm shooting. Um, my goal is to eventually work up. I'm going to spend the first three weeks working up to these numbers. Um, and in three weeks, I want to be able to shoot. Uh, the goal is I'm going to shoot 50 arrows on Saturday, 25 on Sunday, 50 on Monday, and then 25 a day during the week. Um, taking Tuesdays and Thursdays off with no shooting because, you know, again, I'm old and I'm going to need some recoup time. <laughs> so I'm going to spend the next three weeks building up to that. And um, maybe I'll build up to it faster. Maybe I won't make it. And we'll, we'll see. Um, and then I'll have eight weeks after that to start just get stuff just dial stuff in, you know. And then, and then for that last month, that's when I'm going to start – um, really working on the accuracy, you know, start adjusting my sights and really dialing it in. Um, I'm going to start for these first three weeks. I'm not going to shoot anything past 20 yards. Yeah. I'm just going to stay inside 20 yards because it's all about form, all about technique. So I'm going to stay for three weeks, 20 yards. Um, I'm not going to be doing any shooting from different positions or after running or anything like that, just standing 20 yards, get my technique down, uh, you know, and then that last month is when I'll really start doing different things like, um, you know, doing some wind sprints and then shooting, um, shooting from different elevations, shooting from different positions, you know, kneeling, sitting, leaning, all that kind of stuff and really start working. Once I get my accuracy and then, then that last month, you know, that's what it would be is all about the different positions and shooting styles and take my targets up to the mountains and shoot, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And mind you, you're you're fitting all this into family time and work time and that's the our, that's the hard part. And our hunt it forward stuff. We we right. we're looking at sometime in the next month month and a half to be able to get with our 104 participants and do a range day with them Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got podcasts to record so all this you have to fit into a a full work and 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 play schedule Uh, but you gotta start somewhere you gotta you gotta get going somewhere 
And I think it's uh, I think it's really important that you know you were talking about um, saving till the end where you're you're doing the uh, positional shooting the. Mm -hmm. Uh, elevation shooting things like that uh, drawing and holding for periods of time mm -hmm. it's real important that you work that in there but you don't need to start out with that because if your forms off if you don't have the strength to do it then it's doing you no good because you're going to be teaching yourself a bad habit or, or you're going to uh, create an injury create an injury do okay. something like that and so you got to build up to that um, and then start working those things in. Uh, now, are you planning on working on accuracy before doing that, or are you going to yeah. work that in yeah. with the accuracy? So like I said, the first three weeks is all going to be about working on my core, working right. on my strength, um, and, and my form. Um, and then, so that's the majority of it right there. Once I get my, kind of, my strength back up, which I felt pretty good today, you know, I went out there and I slung a few arrows, uh, today and uh, I'm a little tight mm -hmm. afterwards, um, but that'll you know I'll, that'll loosen up as I go along, um, and then somewhere in the middle is where I'm going to work on my accuracy. That's what I'm going to dial my my sights in um, and try and get uh, a good group. Now I want to preface this right here because there's a lot of differing opinions on this. And I'm probably going to get yelled at a lot, but aim small, miss small. Aim small, miss small. Okay, you do want to have a good group. You do want to be accurate. But here's the thing: rather than being, and, and this is strictly my opinion, rather than being able to put three shots on a dime and have that fourth shot a zinger, my most important thing is to have 10 out of 10 inside the kill zone that's what's important to me i don't care if i can hit a dime with two or three shots in a row i just don't it is important to me that i don't have any shots straight outside of that kill zone that's to because me inevit inevitably what's going to happen is, yeah. is that's that's going to be the shot that happens right when when it's most important when it's most important yeah so so that's to me Dedon loves to have you know a, a, a nice tight group um, and me I'm I'm more important to me it's more important to have every shot I take be inside the kill zone um, and not miss so that's what I look for now you can you can accomplish that by Aim small, miss small. Yeah. But, you know, I just want to preface that by saying I don't care about shooting the veins off the other arrows that I'm following with. I, I care more about making sure that everything is consistent. And you, and that's, to me, that's how you do it is consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, making sure that thumb hits your anchor spot. Making sure that string is touching your nose in the exact same spot every time. Um, and what I'm doing quite literally is relaying... Uh, my position, you know, I have I have when I draw back I have a spot on the back of my neck where my thumb goes and that's my anchor and then I have a um, a Place on my bowstring where my note my nose goes and then I have my peep sight and my front sights um, 
the aperture on my peep sight matches the diameter of my front sights mm -hmm. and I line those up and then I put my pin on the target and shoot and but you got to make sure all those things are there so that's that's what you have to do is mentally you want to mentally get that to where it happens instinctively yeah to where you're just pulling up and you're automatically going to it because you're so used to it so it's just muscle memory you know you got to do that so many times and if I follow if I follow along with the plan that I have I'm gonna be taking about 3,000 shots over the next 11 months or 11 weeks sorry so I don't know if that's a lot or if it's a little um, I know that when I was younger, um, I used to shoot about 100 arrows a day. Um, I, I, I don't think that I can physically do that, and it's not because I'm not capable. It's like you said, injuries. You know, I, I have a bad shoulder. I dislocated my shoulder riding bulls, and it can only take so much. Yeah. Um, I will say this. If I'm not proficient, which I know I can get proficient, if I'm not proficient, I'm not going to take that shot, or I won't take that shot outside of a distance that I know I'm not proficient. Yeah. Typically, I'll practice out to about 80 yards, but I won't shoot at an animal past 40 yards with a bow. I just, to, my personal opinion is that it's unethical. Um, and that's just for my person, for, for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I think I'd <clears throat> probably echo that, you know, um, just with, with the equipment that I have, uh, I, I don't feel comfortable out probably past 40 or you know depending on how much of a regimen I put myself through I might feel comfortable out to 50 yeah um, but I'm gonna have to get new arrows which is totally gonna change how my bow shoots mm -hmm. and so I'm gonna have to redial all that in while I'm kind of uh, getting getting my strength back up and and building building those muscles up again um, you've put a lot more thought into it than I have uh, and thankfully we're having this conversation now because it's something that I I need to start thinking about and I need to start doing um, but you know how life gets you just get crazy busy and, yeah and the next thing you know it's a month before your hunt and you're like whoops <laughs> right yeah it, it happens it happens the reason I another reason that I started thinking about it is because you know we got the antelope hunting August. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so so yeah, we got the antelope hunt in August, and then we have two hunts in um, October. Mm -hmm. We have our deer hunt and our elk hunt, and they're two weeks apart. First our elk hunt and then our deer hunt. So our elk hunt is just regular muzzleloader, um, so I'll be shooting my Encore. I have no problems with that. I'll go out and take four or five shots and be good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a good shot with that muzzleloader. Uh, uh, I'll practice with it more than four or five shots for sure, but but I'm not as worried about that. But like you said, I also have to get a new muzzleloader. And that's a primitive muzzleloader. And so I have to buy a new gun and then learn how to shoot it. And I'm also going to have to do this. You know, our, our antelope hunt is in August. And then September, October, there we are. Yeah. And I've got two guns to make sure I'm proficient with between that time. Yeah. Um, so three separate weapons that we'll be hunting with this year. Um, so, and you, I don't know if you'll use, you'll probably use your primitive for I will. both. I'll use my primitive for um, both just because. Um, why not? I, why not? And I don't, 
I don't. And I may end up doing that as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll take both of them. Yeah. But um, the difference is, I can shoot. I can shoot almost 300 yards with my with uh, encore. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, um, yeah, I don't need to buy another muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. Um, my, again, my personal opinion. Um, I don't think I'll ever use an inline. Uh, I I am a uh, I won't say fanatic. I'm passionate about uh, when I use a muzzleloader that it is a traditional muzzleloader because I feel like that's the challenge. That's where the challenge is. Uh, yeah. I I actually and I may get screamed at for this as well, but I actually think that that. Uh, all muzzleloader hunts and should be traditional muzzleloader hunts. Yeah, you'll you'll probably get, you'll probably get screamed at for that because I mean that's kind of like saying all archery hunts should be traditional archery hunts, and here we are both shooting compounds. Well, that's true. Um, you know, it's but I get where you're coming from, and I get what you're saying because you know, and it's a tricky subject because there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, when when you're arguing ethics of hunting, and I don't want this to turn into an ethics debate. No, well, we've had that conversation, right? Yeah, no. But you know, is it ethical to hunt with a traditional muzzleloader or with a bow, for that matter? I mean, if you're talking if you're talking ethics and clean kill, uh, we should all strive to hunt with a rifle because that's the. And I'm going to disagree with you because you know, I shot my deer, one shot, one kill. No, I, I, I'm not saying it can't be done. Uh, I'm not saying it can't be done, but the majority of the time, the most certain way to ensure a quick and easy kill for an animal is with a rifle. And see, I'm going to disagree with you again. But I will argue, yeah, I will argue that the deer don't really care how he dies. He just doesn't want to die. Well, uh, (laughs) you know, there is that argument, you know, oh, you know, archery hunters, they they wound more animals than they kill. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily true. There are just as bad of rifle shooters as there are archery shooters. Yeah. And I've seen it time and time again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get guys who are herd shooting. You get guys who uh, didn't practice. practice, who didn't sight in their rifle, or they sighted it in and then it bounced around on a four-wheeler for all weekend, and they make a bad shot. And so I... <clears throat> Until you show me the statistics or, you know, the the numbers that says that, I, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time believing it just because it, it comes back to what we talked about. Whatever implement you're using, make sure that you're proficient with it. Correct. And and well, as far as as far as getting yelled at for that's for my saying, opinion as well. Yeah, as far uh-huh. as as far as getting yelled at for, you know, saying that I think I'll all muzzleloader hunts should be traditional muzzleloader hunts. Um, that's that's just my opinion. And and you're right. Uh, it, it's as ridiculous as saying that all bow hunts should be traditional bow hunts. Um, maybe what I should say is I wish there were more strictly traditional muzzleloader hunts. Um, I would agree with simply that. because the technology has evolved in muzzleloader um, and, and centerfire or uh, um, inline muzzleloaders 
to to the point that what's the difference between them and rifles? Single shots, the only thing. Yeah. You know, and well, not just that. I mean, the distance is much smaller in what you can do with a muzzleloader versus what you can do with a rifle. Um, but I, I don't mind them having both. I, I don't, I, but I do wish they had more traditional um, muzzleloader hunts, like you said. I, I even wish they had some traditional archery hunts, and I'm not a traditional archer. Yeah, so some, some but other opportunities. What What's yeah. going to happen is... It's hard, to, it's hard it, to accommodate all of that stuff. Yeah, Some, inevitably, if you give them each yeah. a season, then the, the atlatl guy is going to be asking for a season, and the the you know. I've, I've well, got a, then your, I got rifle, a, your rifle people are going to be complaining. You're giving them all the muzzleloader hunters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get you get that all the time. Exactly. So you have plenty of rifle hunters now that complain that you're giving them all to the archery hunters, and all they're doing is wounding the animals. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a valid point. That's a good point, and um, we the I guess the takeaway from this is we all have our opinions, but when it comes down to it, as long as people are hunting ethically and getting into hunting, that's what I really care about. Yeah, yeah. And as far as like you said, ethics, I don't care what weapon you're using, as long as it's legal. As long as you are proficient mm-hmm. and you don't do something stupid. I mean, if, you're, if your range with a bow is 40 yards, don't take a 50-yard shot. Stay inside 40 yards. If your range with a rifle is 300 yards, then don't go over that. Just yeah. because you see a big old bruiser doesn't mean, well, 450 is my new, my new minimum. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, know, know? Know yourself. Know how good of a shot you are. And, and don't break that rule. Right. That, that's what I ask. You know, hunt with what you want and be proficient. Yeah. You know, and know, know your limitations. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we've, got, we've got a lot of different um, things going on this year. And, and so in thinking of that, that was kind of why I wanted to get started. Because um, archery is definitely going to be the um, most time-consuming to get um, that proficiency back. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, also my my kids both have bows and so it's a lot of fun to shoot with them and, and have them shoot. And so that's just good family time right there. But another thing that I'm looking forward to is kicking Dedon's ass in an archery shoot at camp. (laughs) That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. That needs the, to. Ha- that definitely needs to happen. The challenge is on. It's it's out there, Dedon. Um, Dedon, that means that you have to be in camp long enough for that to happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, camp is probably going to be right here. That's true. Um, That's true. At, at your home, and we'll go out in the back, and I'm going to outshoot the shit out of him. Um, that's going to happen. So that's motivation for me to get out there and get her dialed in. Get after it. Um, that's good motivation. Uh, and that's why it's really nice to have hunting buddies, to have that friendly competition. Uh, outside of that, I fully admire those guys who do it solo. They mm-hmm. uh, have that drive, have that passion. Um, but it's nice to have somebody to kind of egg you on and, and give you a little bit of... That's our preference, for sure. There. 
So. Definitely, definitely our preference. I, I just don't know that I would have. I, I've hunted alone, and it's just not near as no. satisfying to me. Yeah. But to each his own. To each his own. Absolutely. So, that's my plan this year. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. Um, you guys out there, uh, guys and gals, uh, mm-hmm. we're hoping to talk to uh, some some female archery hunters and. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this will be probably uh, a mini conversation within that is what's their how do they do it what you right. know, what's their regimen that type of thing everybody's kind of got their own regimen so it'll be fun to talk talk to them about that um, but uh, you guys out there let us know what what you guys do mm-hmm. um, there may be something that we can pick up that we can throw into and and add to our regimen to kind of kind of uh, fix something that we're experiencing mm-hmm. or if you guys can take something from what we're what we're doing then then it's all good yeah yeah and you should by the time you hear this you should already be seeing some uh again some pictures on instagram and on our story and stuff because i'm gonna you know i've already got some pictures from today some slow motion video of of uh, both me and you um out there slinging some arrows um I took a picture of my first five arrows in the target. Again, it's at 20 yards, so um, it, it's not that impressive. It, it, it was a pretty good group, but again, at 20 yards. Uh, but it was my first five arrows of the season, so so I was pretty happy. Yeah. Um, and I, another thing is, like I said, I bought those practice arrows, so I've never even shot those arrows. Um, and everything seemed to be kind of a little low and to the right. Um, and I'm sure that that's just a, a factor of them flying different out of that out of that bow than my normal arrows. Yeah. yeah. But it was also extremely windy today, yeah. which could have played into it a little bit. But yeah, it was really windy. <laughs> but you got to you got to shoot in those conditions. You do. So you do. It 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 uh, adds that realism. Yeah. So yeah. Very good. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us. And make sure and subscribe, follow yep. us, uh, give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for joining, guys. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.